Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Hey, Zayn. It's February 8th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, of course, we're going to be going over the Super Bowl. It's not going to be some in-depth recap of all the stats and everything crazy. I just want to give my thoughts on it, some of the narratives that, of course, are going to be uh, building around after, whether Tom Brady's the GOAT, what this means for the Chiefs, things like that. And then there are some other interesting uh, notes that kind of tie back into the Dolphins based off of this Super Bowl. And then, of course, we had some news about the NFL honors, uh, the awards, the Hall of Fame inductions. There's a lot of reasons I think that Dolphin fans should be angry about how that whole situation played out. So that's all going to be covered in today's episode. But first things first, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs by a score of 31-9. It wasn't even close. There were a lot of opportunities where the Chiefs made some defensive stops early on and you just kind of hoped there would be some momentum that swung in favor of the Chiefs, but it just never happened. The Chiefs offensive line was just porous, allowing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get at Patrick Mahomes at will. Mahomes would finish the day 270 yards passing and two interceptions. Not a single touchdown here for the Chiefs in this game. Again, there were just a ton of awkward throws. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life behind the line of scrimmage. He was throwing off balance while someone was dragging him down just a ton of times throughout this game. He just looked drastically uncomfortable and of course we found out before the game that he is planning after the season to have a surgical procedure done on his toe, which apparently he has a, a, a situation with turf toe that he's been dealing with. So there are a lot of things that just went wrong for the Chiefs. They were missing their offensive tackle who uh, tore his Achilles right before uh, the game happened. So just a ton of things went wrong. If we go to the other side of the ball for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, Tom Brady, 201 yards passing, three touchdowns. He would win Super Bowl MVP. He got a ton of help here from the rushing game, 89 yards and a touchdown by Leonard Fournette, 61 yards from Ronald Jones, Rob Gronkowski, somebody who a lot of people thought was going to win Super Bowl MVP. He had 67 yards receiving, two touchdowns, and then Antonio Brown, 22 yards receiving, and he also had a touchdown in this game. A lot of people are going to point to a few plays in this game that kind of swung in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in terms of, uh, you know, penalties. There was one in particular that they called a pass interference in the end zone, and the ball was drastically overthrown. There was no way it was catchable and a lot of people thought that call was wrong and I would lean on the side of I didn't agree with that call either. There was another one towards uh, the end of the half. Mike Evans was kind of tugged very lightly. He kind of appeared to make it a little bit more dramatic by falling to the floor and it ended up going in favor of Tampa Bay. And then there was another play where there was a defensive holding call. Could have been, you know, up and down. Could have been either way. Uh, Tyron Matthew got an interception. It ended up being called back. Again, another play there in favor of Tampa Bay. Now, again, these plays, I think they were all uh, plays that should have gone the way, I think, of Kansas City, at least some of them. But at the end of the day, I don't think there is enough to say that the Chiefs would have won this game if those calls went the opposite direction. Sure, uh, maybe you could argue that you don't know what would happen. The momentum could have shifted. It could have changed how the teams approached their game plan and everything like that. Maybe, but at the end of the day, the Chiefs just played poorly. There is no way they look like the better team in any facet of the game. Their running game non-existent. 
Pakistan, again, their pass protection was terrible. They really struggled defensively for a large portion of the game. I think it's really hard to come away even after those penalties. The, if you're going to argue they were bad calls, I think it's still hard to come to the conclusion that uh, the Chiefs were the team that should have won this game. At the end of the day, though, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. Tom Brady gets his seventh ring, uh, first team in NFL history to win in their home stadium. Ta uh, Tom Brady now has more wins as an individual than any franchise does as a team. So a lot of people are saying after this game that it is undeniable that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Now, if you are a longtime listener, this is an argument that I made way back when the podcast started after the Patriots won their Super Bowl. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? And again, I don't get any sort of joy of saying this. This is not a conclusion that I'm happy to reach, but I have to say that career-wise, uh, he is the GOAT. It's hard to bet against his accolades, what he's able to accomplish. I don't think that means that he has the best arm talent of any quarterback ever. I think Aaron Rodgers is a better thrower of the ball. Dan Marino, of course, had a way better arm and was more uh, magnificent when it came to throwing. I think uh, even Peyton Manning was more surgical when it came to dicing up defenses, but the accomplishments, what Tom Brady was able to do just all around, all uh, you know, facets of his career in terms of the postseason, Super Bowls, and also being a pretty good passer, I think it's hard to argue him being the greatest of all time. A lot of people are going to use those hypotheticals that, you know, it, it, you know, if so-and-so, if Aaron Rodgers was on the Patriots, he would have had the same amount of Super Bowl rings. And sure, if you're arguing who is the best hypothetical quarterback of all time, then sure. But at the end of the day, just based on reality, what is concrete, what is in front of us, it, it, I think it has to be Tom Brady just because that is real. Again, I see people arguing, oh, if he didn't have Belichick, if he didn't have this system. Again, I'm not going to go and argue whether Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time if he didn't have Phil Jackson or if he didn't have the triangle offense that they were running. I mean, at the end of the day, the facts are the facts. I'm not going to distort reality. And I think that's just how it is right now until somebody can dethrone him and kind of uh, take over this position. Again, I don't think this means that Tom Brady is the most athletic or he had the most talent as a quarterback, but just how things played out. He had the best, I think, career all around so far of any NFL player. And again, that's a pretty good argument for being the greatest of all time. I don't get any joy out of saying that. I know this is a Dolphins podcast and I hope you guys can forgive me for saying that. But at the end of the day, I'm on the same side that you guys are on. I don't really have any sort of joy out of saying uh, that particular sentence. Now, um, to kind of tie it into some Dolphin, you know, perspective, I guess, I've seen people on Twitter, you know, after this devastating loss by the Kansas City Chiefs, and, you know, that is very much what it was, kind of tie this into the idea about where they stand when it comes to this idea of getting Deshaun Watson, and it kind of uh, stems primarily from this tweet thread that occurred between Omar Kelly and Cameron Wolf. Omar Kelly said, see how an elite quarterback can transform an ordinary team into a champion, go get Deshaun Watson, Chris Greer, to which Cameron Wolf replies, better quarterback lost tonight because he didn't have the better roster actually would be the argument against Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. I think both of these guys make a good argument for what they're saying, but then Dolphin fans kind of hopped on the idea that uh, Cameron Wolf was saying here, but maybe over blew it a little bit too much and was kind of taking it to a whole nother level because then they were kind of saying like, okay, they're pointing at the Chiefs and saying, see, that is a perfect example of why we should 
shouldn't go after Deshaun Watson. And I don't think anybody was going to look at the Chiefs roster entering this game and really complain about how they were a, a depleted roster. But I think in hindsight, sure, maybe you can go out and say that. Uh, but I don't think anybody was going to say that at, uh, before this game and try to make that argument. Because sure, tonight they looked absolutely atrocious. There was no denying that. They looked uh, like the worst football team by every stretch of the imagination. But again, this occurred, what, after two seasons of just unstoppable play. The Chiefs were, I think, by far the favorites to win this game. They're coming off of a season where they won a Super Bowl. They looked outstanding that year. They had an MVP quarterback. They come back the following year. They're just, you know, just steamrolling through teams until they get to this game. Again, a game where one of their offensive tackles tore his Achilles. He wasn't able to play. The other one of them opted out of the season. Uh, you know, he is a doctor on the side and he elected to opt out because of this pandemic and they looked absolutely outstanding all season up until this game and now people I see a lot of Dolphin fans kind of pointing and saying see that's why we shouldn't get Deshaun Watson that's actually a good example of why we shouldn't which is just absolutely comical to me to point to a team again that has success for two years straight which were absolutely outstanding they were just elite steamrolling through the entire league they won a Super Bowl they lose the Super Bowl the following year and people are saying yeah I see that's why I don't want to be like the Chiefs that's why I don't want Watson because I don't want to be like the Chiefs again this is a fan base here we're begging for just a playoff appearance and yet we're saying we don't want Watson because we don't want to end up like the Chiefs a team that was in the Super Bowl and lost after being in there the, the previous year how comical you know is that to go out and say that now I would understand it more if the Chiefs were you know uh, up and down throughout the season if they were a rocky team, which the Buccaneers were for a large portion of the season. There was a lot of times this year where it didn't even look like they were going to get into the playoffs, yet people are saying the Chiefs, who were just breezing through this whole entire league aside from a handful of games and they're saying that that is an example why Deshaun Watson would be a bad move and again I'm not saying to go out here and go get Deshaun Watson and it's the better decision but I think this argument out of all the ones you could pick for not wanting Deshaun Watson pointing to the Chiefs who have been absolutely outstanding for just about three seasons and saying after this one game that they played bad Oh yeah, in the Super Bowl, yeah, I don't want Deshaun Watson because I don't want to be like that. Again, I think a lot of us would be grateful if we were just in the playoffs, if we won a few playoff games, yet we're over here saying we don't want to be like the team who won a Super Bowl and reached the Super Bowl again the following year. I think that's just comical, and I don't advise anybody to really take that approach just because it seems so flawed, and I think a lot of people who aren't fans of the Dolphins are going to look at that and say, you know, what are you guys even saying? Now, I already have, you know, my blood's boiling a little bit from that whole discussion, that whole topic right there, so I will guess I'll use that to kind of segue into to the NFL honors and how some of the awards played out. And I think a lot of this is, uh, you know, worthy of Dolphin fans being mad. And I kind of want to give a little bit of a disclaimer here first that when it comes to how I approach, you know, discussing this and uh, how, you know, I know uh, fans' emotions get, I never really want to be that guy who is just an absolute homer uh, to the level that I can't make, uh, you know, accurate assessments or that I'm biased or that my, you know, view on certain things becomes a lot 
illogical or flawed in any sort of way. And with that being said, you know, I don't want to be that guy that every time there's a penalty against my team, you know, I'm going to argue against it. You know, if it's kind of in the middle or debatable and, you know, I don't want to be that guy that thinks everybody is out to get them if the team is playing poor. And But I do have to say that, and again, I don't get any sort of joy out of saying this. I do think at this point, it's a little bit of something that's worthy of, you know, perking up your ears. And I kind of alluded to, I think, more this season than I ever did that there's this kind of a bias from the national media that, uh, you know, I don't want to completely overblow, but I do think it is relevant when it comes to how they look at the Dolphins. I think we saw it more this season with how they discussed and how they uh, kind of talked about Tua Tungavailoa. But at the end of the day, again, those were discussions. They were just talking points. And even though it was clearly, I think, biased and kind of negatively skewed against them, at the end of the day, it was just talking. But when it really bothers me a little bit more is when it gets to these NFL awards and things like the Pro Bowl and things like the Hall of Fame because, you know, those things aren't just talking points anymore. Those are real accolades that matter to these players, to these teams, uh, you know, to guys getting paid more. And when that starts happening, I think that's when it actually becomes a real issue. And I think you guys are already kind of getting to what I'm about to say. But first things first, Zach Thomas, again, not making the Hall of Fame. It's just an absolute joke. You know, I'll allude to this uh, graphic that was made by a Young Mayo YT. And he has a good YouTube channel. You can check him out. But it's Zach Thomas versus Brian Urlacher. You know, again, Zach Thomas, just an absolutely amazing career. He had more solo tackles, more assists. He did not have more interceptions than Urlacher, but he had more forced fumbles. He had just as many touchdowns. He was a five- time first team all pro Erlacher was only a first team all pro four times and Zach Thomas had seven pro bowls and I think if you watch Zach Thomas and how he played he's everything about why you would love the sport of football because he is that gritty that hard-nosed player and I just hate to admit it and again I don't think this is a knock on anything that the Dolphins organization does but it's just how the media props up these other teams that maybe I guess are viewed historically as more uh, important to the league you know the team like the Steelers or a team like the Packers, but if he was on one of those teams, he'd be like a household name. He would be that important, but somehow the it seems like people just don't watch the Dolphins or don't give them the respect they deserve because Zach Thomas, there were a lot of things to love about him. The numbers back it up, and yet he continues to not make it into the Hall of Fame, and I think that is just an absolutely, it's, it's an atrocity, I think, and it's just crazy to me. Now, things get even crazier because uh, Xavier Howard Howard had a really good argument for Defensive Player of the Year. And again, I hate to sound like a homer, but I really just truly think, even if I was uh, watching another team, or I shouldn't say watching, but if I was a fan of another team, that I do think the argument would be the same for me. That I think Xavier Howard was deserving of that Defensive Player of the Year award. And he did not get it. It went to Aaron Donald. And, oh, you know, okay, Aaron Donald is, I've said it countless times on the podcast, arguably the best player in the entire sport. So I'm not going to argue against him getting the award. Maybe it was close. You know, I think it was a down year for Aaron Donald, but I have to recognize, you know, he's getting double, triple covered and blocked sometimes. So he is able to still wreak havoc and do a lot. But when things really bother me is when you see how many votes Xavier Howard got. Aaron Donald got 27. TJ Watt got 20 and Xavier Howard got three votes 
only three. And that is where things begin to bother me because I think if Aaron Donald wins it, okay, you know, maybe it's close, but for Xavier Howard to only get three votes, that's when things, you know, really start to show like, okay, there's a huge issue here when it comes to how the media evaluates the Miami Dolphins, that maybe this whole bias that fans are, you know, kind of going on about, you know, maybe it's overblown a little bit, but I do think, in fact, it is very real, and I think there needs to be some adjustments. And maybe if it gets to a point where the Dolphins are more of a household name, or they start getting, uh, you know, more of those nationally televised games, and they start playing well and reaching the playoffs, and that's when they will start to get the recognition they deserve. But at the end of the day, I still don't think that uh, how they are analyzing these teams and how they're assessing talent I don't think it's correct. I think we see it countless times with how guys are named to the Pro Bowl and this just another example of how I think there needs to be some more adjustments and how to uh, you know find a way to properly evaluate these players and how well they perform throughout a season. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Hopefully we have some more Dolphins news coming up that we can kind of sink our teeth in and talk about a little bit more. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can uh, leave a review on the Apple Podcast app that would go a long way and I do appreciate it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at Shady Steven and at Via The Source. If you have any questions or topics that you would like for me to discuss during this time, it is the off season. It is a little bit more of this downtime. So if you have any questions or topics, ideas, you know, maybe players you want to ex- uh, the Dolphins to explore acquiring in free agency or in the draft, feel free to send them my way and we could talk about it in future episodes. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso and this was Via the Source.